0: Welcome to Tea with the Changemakers, the weekly podcast that celebrates people and organisations who are making the world a better place. This week, I'm chatting to Jess Fisser, the founder and CEO of Strength and Stem. Strength and Stem are a charity that supports survivors of modern slavery by providing training and employment opportunities in floristry. Strength and Stem want to see female survivors living in the UK become socially and economically empowered and are using the power of plants and flowers to do just that. Now, before we get started, I'd like to have a quick chat, really, about modern slavery, particularly in the UK, because I think a lot of our listeners and people out there might think that modern slavery is something that happens somewhere else, somewhere else in the world, but that really isn't the case, is it? Can you tell us a little bit about modern slavery in the UK?
1: Yeah, that's right. The official statistics say that there's about 136,000 people living in the UK at the moment who are living in modern slavery um, that's a lot more people than you might expect um, mm. it's something that happens all around us it's pretty unseen it happens in ways that you don't sort of immediately notice so um, th- there are di- there are different kinds of modern slavery which it might be helpful to unpack a little bit mm, um, please and those are um forced labour, domestic servitude, um, what's called debt bondage, where you're required to pay off a supposed debt um, in uh, sort of exploitative ways. Um, mm-hmm. You can be forced to work in criminal activity. Um, some people obviously forced to work um, in sexual labour as well. So there's a number of the kind of different types of slavery that happen today. And... It's not something, you don't have to be a foreign citizen to be trafficked either. Um, a lot of British people might be trafficked or be living in modern slavery within the UK, although it is also common for an individual to come from another country and be brought into the UK um, for exploitation as well. So it's sadly, yeah, it's it's all around us um, and it has an incredibly traumatic experience um, on the people who who you know, it happens to. If it helps as well to kind of get a bit more sense of scale. So I think something like 40 million people are living in modern slavery um, across the world today. And um, over 70% of those are women and girls. And 99%, I think, is estimated of those that are in um, sexual exploitation are, are women and girls.
0: Yeah, it's it's depressing. And, um, we heard recently, actually, um, Samo Farrow actually talked about his own experience as a child. And you started off by saying what, you know, an example of, of modern day slavery, um, was being a servant. And, and that can happen sort of within families and close relationships and with people that you think, are there to help support and that you could trust actually being people that are exploiting others? It's um, bigger and it's more common than we might think.
1: Absolutely. I, unfortunately, we live in a world where traffickers exploit people who are already quite vulnerable for whatever reason that is um, socioeconomic disadvantage, someone living in poverty, you've experienced a life trauma, creates a level of vulnerability which traffickers often exploit. Mm.
0: And you've come up with a solution or one solution, certainly, to help in this particular problem area. Can you talk to us about your charity and, and what you're doing? Yeah, of course. So um, at its basic
1: level, Strength center exists to empower women um, who have survived slavery and human trafficking. And as you mentioned, we use floristry to do that. So our bread and butter is we take um, survivors through employability and skills training programmes, Um, which at the moment include vocational floristry training, additional skills training, mentorship and work experience. And the reason we do that is uh, we want to help them be both socially and economically empowered. Um, And we emphasise both of those things because economic empowerment is what we understand as sort of financial independence, being able to get work. Um, obviously, that's really important for your everyday well-being, um, and also social empowerment. The having the inner skills, tools, and resources to be able to be self-confident and you know um, behave independently in the world and be really free in that sense. So um, that's why that's why we do what we do
0: and that's really important isn't it as you said you can help provide and and skill up people and give them that financial security but actually if you've been in those situations uh, certainly for uh, even even days but even months and years then that's going to wear you down considerably your trust levels are not going to be particularly high and actually building people's confidence and their social skills is just as important as as building that financial security yeah, absolutely. And so
1: we highly emphasise that sort of development of well-being and um, helping women on our programmes to strengthen their community because we know how important that is just for everyday um, life and well-being. Um, yeah, the, those, those skills and, um, are really, really important for overall being able to really
0: flourish. How do you bring women from a situation that they might be in currently from you know, they are being sexually exploited through into contact with your charity or onto your particular programme? Is there lots of partners and people that you work with before they come into your programme? How how does that journey work? What's it look like?
1: So at the moment, we take referrals from a number of amazing organisations that already work with women who have um, already left exploitation at that point. So um we tend to, by the time um, women will come to us, they'll probably have already received at least some level of support with accommodation, you know, receiving basic access to emergency accommodation or healthcare care or those, those sorts of things to help them really get back on their feet after exploitation. Um, and when they come to us, they're starting to think about their next steps and how they're going to be able to move forward um, and heal and obviously employability and other skills that we work on at that point are really important.
0: And and Jess, how did you get into this? Like, what drove you to found this wonderful charity? It's a good question. (laughs) Um, So back in sort of
1: 2017, 2018, I was working in my corporate job, but um, doing a lot of volunteering, um, both in London. I also did a bit of volunteering in South Africa with different social enterprises that work with um, disadvantaged women, but also with charities specifically that are focused on preventing human trafficking before it takes place. And um, it was kind of during this time I really came to understand the scope and the scale, as well as what leads to modern slavery a lot of the time. And as we've already mentioned, um, that's often people who are already the most disadvantaged are uh, the most vulnerable to exploitation, traffickers will um, take advantage of that to offer someone a fake job, and they think that would be a really good opportunity to better my life, to um, help my family, and often it's fake, and then they find themselves with their passports taken away and having to work, um, you know, in ways that they couldn't have thought of. So, The key there for me was really understanding if that's an issue before exploitation even takes place, then actually employment and work is a really key factor to both preventing exploitation, you know, sustainable employment, to preventing re-exploitation and to helping people who've been through modern slavery to heal. Um, And my corporate background is in sort of executive headhunting, recruiting. So I already had a good sense of the importance of employment for your personal well-being and economic well-being. So it all kind of came together to make sense um, to you to do an organisation that focuses on employability to help survivors both become empowered um, and move forwards.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned South Africa there and your time in South Africa because Strength and STEM doesn't just operate now in the UK, you are now operating in South Africa. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So um, actually during the time Strength and STEM, the idea in the UK was kind of taking off. Um, I had had just met um, the founder of Strength and STEM South Africa um, while I was volunteering out here um, for the anti-trafficking charity and it was one of those moments where we immediately connected because we had both separately had an idea to use floristry to empower women who are disadvantaged. So it was one of those four, uh, you know, pieces of the puzzle fall into place type moments. And, um, yeah, so, so once the UK had got the ball rolling a little bit, we had plenty of teams meetings and sort of decided to give Trade for Stem South Africa a go. And it's essentially, it's a separate organisation. Um, I would call it a sister organisation. So it's, it's uh, separate legally and everything like that. But we definitely share mission and vision. Um, I'm trying to do the same thing, sort of using floristry um, and employability as a tool.
0: Mm. And what are the similarities between the two countries and um, and perhaps even what are the notable differences?
1: I think similarities, um, South Africa um, in Africa is a place where a lot of people come for work opportunities. So the UK is seen similarly in Europe as a place of opportunity, um, which is brilliant. Both of those things are true. There is real opportunity, but traffickers do exploit that um, Mm. As well. So, um, a lot of people would potentially be coming into the country on a, a fake op- job opportunity or something like that. So, from a trafficking perspective, I think that that's a similarity. In terms of differences, you've got in South Africa, you've got lots of poverty that is of a different level and scale than you have in the UK. So, mm. um in terms of the intersection of all the different types of dis- disadvantage and um, issues that you're you're dealing with i think it can almost be um modern slavery can be hard to unpick from what else might be going on in, in a circumstance of disadvantage in south africa but for, for us from a strength and stem perspective um we both the uk and south africa with social enterprises and in south mm-hmm. africa um it's a very different market um so our business here is um, we, we ambitiously want to create um, a flower delivery service that will grow and become one of the largest in South Africa. Whereas in the UK, that's a market where there are lots of flower delivery services mm. already. So our focus there is on um, building um, sort of corporate relationships and doing flowers and contract flowers for corporates. So that's a, another um, sort of difference as well
0: you're absolutely right we have a lot of flower delivery companies in the UK but I don't think we have a flower delivery company doing what you're doing and I think you know if if everyone knew what you were doing I think you know when they're picking their uh, provider for flowers I I would imagine a lot of people switching actually do you have a background yourself in this area have you skilled up in this field
1: I have since I had the idea I actually did a a career change floristry course which was quite eye-opening um because we all have some interaction with flowers. I think whether we receive them from a friend, you know, at some point in our life for mm. a birthday or whatever it is, but actually the I had no real insight into what the industry was like. And mm. um, I've really loved that transition. And I think it actually is an industry that really can suit a lot of the survivors we work in. Um, mm. It's a stunning medium to use as well. I mean, um, don't we all love receiving flowers? Um, mm. There's proven therapeutic benefits to using flowers um, and working with flowers. And I also personally, in terms of strength and stem, I just love the symbolism of sort of starting with something that's seemingly nothing, planting a small seed and seeing it kind of grow and flourish. I think that that's a really beautiful sort of parallel for um, the journey that a lot of the women we work with go on.
0: I think it's a perfect, perfect symbol. And uh, yeah, as you said, I mean, flowers are a universal sign of love, gratitude and beauty. And and I saw on your website studies examining quite a lot of therapeutic effects of flowers show that flowers do have positive effects on emotional reactions, mood and even memory as well. And there's a beautiful quote on your website, which I love, where it says where flowers bloom, so does hope. And I just think that's just so wonderful. It's so warm. I know it's
1: fantastic it's it's really beautiful and you know and that's really where our name comes from as well you know the strength of the women that we work with and then the kind of fragility but beauty of the medium the stems that we work with is kind of combining these two things and that's I think encapsulates our our mission and where we want to go.
0: And uh, you've got a social impact report out Um, give us a bit of a flavour of the impact that you have created. Our social impact report was
1: from our pilot program which took place in 2019 which actually just focused on floristry at the time but since then we've expanded to um, become a, a lot more holistic so um, as i've mentioned we uh, we now do vocational floristry training but also the additional skills and mentorship and the work experience um, and our first cohort has just graduated from that which is Mm. really amazing um our graduation ceremony is actually in a couple of weeks time so really excited about that um and the stories are really are really wonderful um a lot of women will come to our programs at the beginning they won't know themselves well enough to be able to know their own favorite flowers they might tell you what their mother's favorite flower was and then throughout the weeks of sort of training and community they start to find out their personality a bit more to become more confident in that they make friends they obviously learn all these practical skills as well as these sort of softer skills as well and by the end you know they're able to to work so there's one story of um one participant who now not not everyone that comes to our programs wants to do floristry but Mm -hmm. this this participant did did want to be a florist and she sort of came to us having had no training. She'd been trafficked for most of her adult life. Um, and she had, you know, very little by way of employability skills. And by the end of the program, she's been able to be confident enough um, to actually do the um wedding flowers for her friend's engagement and for the wedding which if you're a florist you know is a huge achievement because of all all of the elements that go into that so yeah that's that's just one sort of snippet and one story of one participant and her journey with us
0: we always ask you know how could people support you you know what could people do to really support your organization yeah, so there's a
1: few ways. Um, thank you. If people did want to support us, um, you can go to our website, um, and there's there's a few opportunities listed there. We're always looking for more volunteer mentors. Um, we you can you can donate, you can do a fundraising event, or we've got lots of um, events you can run in. Um, but also, you can support the social enterprise, which is um, where we sort of any profits from there are reinvested back into our programs so um, yeah if you're a corporate and you're looking or thinking about your supply chain and you want a social enterprise supply then we're your we're your organization um, we also run sort of team building um, workshops and master classes so yeah just get in touch if that's something that might be of interest
0: Yes, do go and get in contact with Strength and STEM or go and visit their website. They have some beautiful wreaths on there at the moment. Um, so if you're feeling Christmassy, which we are nearly there now, uh, go and uh, check out their beautiful wreaths on their website. If you're a corporate listening, then this is the social enterprise to support if you uh, do regularly order flowers. Thanks for listening to Tea with the Changemakers. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, then remember to subscribe to us wherever you're listening. And if you're interested in hearing from other changemakers that we've spoken to so far on the podcast, there's over 20 now in our library, then head over to our website, social-change.co.uk, open up the menu and click on podcast.